The views and opinions on the following program are those of the participants and not necessarily those of KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Hi, I'm Brother Vernon J. Davis, Jr., and you are listening to Save the Lost at All Costs. Uh, Sister Nina is out on assignment and will be heard uh, next Sunday at 3.02 p.m. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. Uh, The local number, if you live locally in Las Vegas, it's 702-650-5588. That's 702-650-5588 if you're local. If you're outside the Las Vegas uh, area, the long-distance toll-free number is 1-800-366-8883. That's 1-800-366-8833. We're also um, at uh, www, that's www.kkvv.com's website. Uh, we are being audio and video streamed. We'll just wave to you. Uh, also, we are uh, at Save the Lost Cause. Their website is www.savethelostlv.org. And we are being audio and streamed there as well. Uh, also, by visiting our website, you can go and listen to all the previous radio broadcasts for free because the gospel is always free on our watch. Also, we are on iTunes for free also. Uh, also, we can be heard at KKVV's AM dial at 1060 uh, and also 101.5 FM. And also, you can dial into your cell phone at Five six three nine 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 three one nine four. That's five six three nine 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 three one nine four. And you can listen to our show right now uh, on the uh, cell phone. Um, where, where today's guest today, guest host with me is Minister LaSharon, and today's topic is your identity in Christ. Or our identity in Christ. How are you doing, LaSharon? I'm doing well, Brother Vernon. How are you? I'm doing great. Just uh, here and um, hang, and being grateful that God will guide me through this show with all the help that I need for both of us. Thank you. Praise God. Let's open in prayer. Thank uh, you so much. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just come to you today, Father God, and we just thank you and give you glory, honor, and praise for what will be accomplished. Lord, we pray that you would speak through our mouths a word in season, Father God. Lord, we also pray for the listeners, Lord, that you would just open their ears to hear as you are speaking through us, Father. Lord, we lift up our nation to you. Today's subject and topic, Lord, your identity in Christ. That as born-again believers, Lord, we come to the knowledge of who we are in you, Father God, and that we are here on assignment. We give you glory, honor, and praise for all that will be accomplished. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
So today we're tacking on your identity in Christ, your who is not your do. If you are a born-again believer, your identity is not based upon what you do or don't do. Your identity is based upon what Jesus did in his work of salvation on the cross. His work on the cross reconciled us back to God after Adam committed treason after the fall of man. We are in a great time of identity theft right now. Approximately 15 million United States residents have their identities used fraudulently each year with financial losses totaling upward of $50 billion. The year to date, and Brother uh, Vernon, this was interesting. As I was on this site, it was almost like a stopwatch that the numbers were still climbing. But as of year to date, it's 13,036,576 people who are having, just in the states alone, their identity stolen. That's the natural. So as we go through this season in our nation, that our nation is hurting and divided those of us who are in Christ, we want to remember who we are, whose we are, and our position in him. We don't want to lose our spiritual identity based on temporal things because we have an eternal value. So, Brother Vernon, mm-hmm. if you would look up John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. And also uh, just give reference to what translation you'll be reading from, please. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, and I'll be there shortly. And you said that was John 10, 10? John 10, 10. Okay, John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Amen. So we see that Satan is the biggest identity theft. He's the biggest thief. If you'd also look up John eight forty four, And in that verse, it spoke of Jesus being the giver of life. He comes He comes that we may have life and have it in abundance. Okay, I'm at John chapter 8, verse 8. Verse uh, 44, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, verse 44, chapter 8, from the New King James Version still. And this is an enriched, so that means Jesus is speaking. You are, about, you are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. So we see who is Satan. He's the biggest thief. He's a liar. And he's a trespasser. Amen. He's a deceiver. And he comes to steal the life that Jesus gave us. If you could also look up John 8.32. John 8:32 and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The truth shall make us free. Hosea 46:46 says my people perish for lack of knowledge. You know, you hear a lot of times where people say ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is not bliss. It's expensive and it could cost <laughs> you not only your life but your destiny. Amen. So if the devil can steal your spiritual identity, he can steal your destiny. And we just saw from scripture that he is the biggest identity theft. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, and that he is a liar and the father of all lies. Deceiver. Amen. Anything that steals, kills, or destroys in your life is the work of of the devil, not of God. 
So I want to go back to the original beginning. Um, if you would look up Genesis 1, and we'll be reading from 1, verses 1 through 3. Um, in the very beginning, God gave us an identity. And so when Jesus came back, he came back to restore what was lost. So we're going to take a look back to our original creation of what we were created in the image, the likeness, and our position. And that's Genesis chapter 1, and what verse again? Verses 1 through 3, please. Verses 1 through 3. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Verse 3, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Amen. And if you go continue to read through there, you will find a lot of God says. So everything God did, he said. And if you notice, he didn't look at the dark and called the dark dark. God called the dark light. He called something other than what he was looking at. He called it out of the void. If you would look at Genesis 1, 26 through 28, please. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. 28, Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So we see like in those verses that we were first made in God's image, in his nature, in his character. We were given dominion. We are blessed. We were blessed and told to be fruitful and multiply, to fill the earth and subdue it, to have dominion. And you notice he said have dominion over the sea, the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves on the earth. He said thing, not people. You notice that. He, he didn't mm. say have dominion over people. He said have dominion over things. Amen. And we were called to have this dominion over things and over atmospheres. If you could also look up uh, Genesis 2, 7, please. In Genesis uh, chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. So it's interesting, God took man from the earth, he breathed his breath into man, and man became a living being. If you would look down to uh, the verses 16 and 17, please. Same chapter 2, verse 16. Yes. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So it's interesting you see that he, he gives us a command there. He gives man a command. And if we disobey this command, that, that spiritual life that he just breathed into man, right. he would lose. Because he just said man was a living being. But if, they, if he ate of that tree, that he would surely die. Amen. Isn't that something? Yes. Okay, so let's look over to uh, verses 23 through 25, please. Genesis chapter 2, verse 23. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. 
She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Verse 24. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother, and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Verse 25. And they were both naked, and the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Now isn't that interesting that they were naked, and they were not ashamed? Yes, it is. It's, you know, compared to how we are now, what God had put in man, a spiritual, the spiritual mindset, I mean, it was like the way to be. And it wasn't looked upon in a bad way. No, it wasn't. It was the, a way to be. Yeah, it's, it's like the enemy came in and, mm-hmm. and, and he deceived that, that vision. Amen. If you would look down to uh, Genesis 3, verses 9 and 10. Okay, Genesis 3, verse 9. Then God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? Verse 10. So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He was naked, and he hid himself. If you would continue reading down a little further, please. Verse 11. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree? of which I commanded that you should not eat. So what's interesting here, uh, read a little further down, all the way through 12, please. Okay, 12. Then, man, then the man said, that The woman whom you gave to be <laughs> with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. I've, I always kind of chuckle on that verse. but. So there's a lot in what you just read because, mm-hmm. first of all, God gave us a command. And we, he went against it. He, he was naked, right? And there was no shame. But then after he sinned, he was hiding. He covered himself. Amen. And he hid, right? Amen. So now shame entered in. Amen. And so if the root, in fact, it's funny, it says shame is at the root of narcissism, sociopath, and personality disorders. Shame is at the root cause of most psychological problems, which lead to addiction many times to anesthetize the shame. So in the beginning, we didn't have shame. And then I like when you started reading and God, first of all, God said, where are you? Well, it's like he's God. It's, it's not like he didn't know. No, he's he omniscient. Knew. He's omniscient. He's he omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's powerful. We already know. We have a caller on the line. We're going to go ahead and take this call. Thank you for holding you on Save the Lost at All Costs. Hey, it's your own brother Vernon, and I didn't get the other sister's name. That's but Minister Michelle, Sharon. Minister, she sounds just like Sister Nina. Praise God, that's a compliment. It's just, it's just a little bit softer tone, but uh, <laughs> your vernacular, your, your, it's beautiful. And I want to thank you guys for uh, bringing up this topic because, you know, as it was put in my heart concerning what we just went through with the elections and everything, and it's not so much as what's going on as much as good versus evil and rebellion. And it's nothing wrong with uh, women being in certain positions, but what I'm seeing is that the enemy is just totally trying to turn everything topsy-turvy and mm-hmm. get everybody out of place. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the women that are rising up now, it's, it's in a rebellion against the order of things. And that's why we're seeing all the unrest and all the confusion, because everybody's at topsy-turvy now. And the enemy thought that if he would have gotten um, this thing where women are exalted in this country, then we would have really been at the bottom of things, because um, I was at a fellowship just, I think it was Friday, and the brother said, he said, you know, women were never meant to rule as kings. You have kings and you have queens. There's an order. And if you look at the almighty order of things, it's totally different. 
you know, they may have kings and queens, but as far as rulership, there's difference. And it was only after the fall that man even had dominion over his wife. And um, so I just wanted to bring that up and uh, tell you guys to keep up the good work and also remember to remind uh, the enemy, Satan himself, that uh, the lake of fire is awaiting him. I'd like to make a comment to what you just spoke because um, we're speaking on the beginning, but also remember in Christ, there's neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, all are one in him. And a woman was never a a sexual object to be conquered. She was a speaking spirit. And when God brought them together, he said the two are one. So Adam is actually the male and the female together. And we have to remember, first of all, if you're a born-again believer, this is not your home. Amen. You are a citizen of heaven. And so really, when Jesus said at the right hand of God, he said, it is finished. And the work that he did, we do greater works than those. Okay. And so guess what? If he's the head, he delegates. We're the body. And so the body is doing the work. And, and so the enemy is under our feet. He said that Hallelujah. we are seated in heavenly places far above all principality, power, dominion, and might. So really, the government is on our shoulders. We're Hallelujah. supposed to be ruling and reigning. And we are to be intercessing and we don't pray for the person. We pray for the office because if you listen to Timothy where he said, first of all, pray for all men. And then he said, pray for your leaders and uphold your leaders that you may live peaceable and and, and quiet lives. So guess what? We're not upholding the person. God can use anybody, anytime, anywhere because he's God. So we don't want to get involved in politics because the, he said the world would know us because we have loved one toward another. So we have to remember our place. Don't get off of our throne and go throw tomatoes, but stay in our position on the wall, right? And so Nehemiah had a a tool in one hand and a weapon in the other. So we are building the kingdom and we are pulling down strongholds, imaginations, and everything that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Amen. Hallelujah. That's where we are. So all I say is stay strong, stay on your post. Praise God. And thanks for calling. Thanks for calling in. So it's interesting because shame took us from that place. You see how the shame brought in all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it was interesting because when you read how the man blamed the wife, mm-hmm. and then he told him, God, it's the wife, the woman you gave me, yeah. okay? <laughs> like, God, it's your fault. You yeah. gave me her. And mm-hmm. then she referred to the serpent. So really, too, that's where blame, excuses, and justification for, for sin came in. And Amen. we're still justifying it. Oh, yes, it, a lot of it is. We still yeah. justify it. A lot of it is. You know, um, the cure for shame is love and compassion. And God showed us that if you would look up... Um, uh, John three fourteen through 18. Because God loved us and God had a plan. God is never without a plan. So it's not like he was surprised that, that Adam sinned and was going to commit treason because um, what is it? It's first uh, Corinthians two, eight says, if the God of this world only knew he wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. So mm-hmm. the devil doesn't know everything. <laughs> okay. He doesn't. Okay, you, uh, John 13, you say? Uh, John 3, oh, verses sweet. 14 through 18. Still from the New King James Version. That's John chapter 3, starting at verses 14 all the way to 18. Verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. 15. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. 
16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's 18. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So look at there. God had a redemption plan. And he said all we had to do was believe on Christ and we would be saved. Amen. And that as Jesus is lifted up, he would draw all men to him. Amen. So as long as we continue to lift up Jesus and to believe. Keep our mind and hearts and sights and thoughts on him. Amen. And in it, fact, that's a scripture. Those who keep their mind on him will remain in perfect peace. So if you're starting to lose your peace, you've taken your focus off. You are focusing on temporal things, not eternal things. Right. Because this world is passing away. Right. Um, right. Brother Vern, if you could look up. Can we have another caller? Let's go awesome. ahead and take this call first. God. Hi, you're on Save the Lost at All Cost. Oh, hello. I uh, I heard what you said about uh, not getting involved in politics. Uh, Jesus did say it's in the Bible. Uh, I, 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 you know, but it, what what it says in the Bible is give to Caesar unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God. I mean that that's being involved. If you if you ask me. Um, sir, I never said not to be involved in politics. I simply, in fact, I said we are to pray for our leaders. And if you look at Isaiah 9, 6, he said the government is on our shoulders. So yeah. I never said not to get involved in politics. In fact, I believe that the time we're living in now, oh. God is going to thrust forth labors into the political arena, into the business yeah. marketplace, and into the entertainment industry. So we are not, oh, I'm okay. not saying not to get involved with politics. I'm just saying don't get involved in strife. Don't get involved in the division because God said we'll be known by the love and, and you're not going to win anybody to Christ arguing with them right it, it's the goodness of God that brings others to repentance yeah. so I'm not saying not to get involved I'm just saying know your post okay can I ask one question sure after we had our uh, we, we did we did win our independence from from England but why why did we sign our dollar over as reserve currency to Saudi Arabia Sir, um, isn't that, isn't that crazy? That's a deal with the devil. Thank you for isn't calling, and God bless okay. you. Thank you. Amen. Okay. There, I, wisdom. <laughs> the wisdom of God. <laughs> okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. And Go ahead. Our identity in Christ is what our topic is today. Amen. If you would look up 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 15 verse 45. 45. Be there in a moment. Praise the Lord. God okay, if I'm awesome. still from the new second King James, New King James Version, 1545. And... Word of God says, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Because Jesus was the second Adam. Okay, I was just about that. You see that? Yeah. So, okay. so the first Adam, so if there was a first, it has to be another one, right? Amen. So the first Adam, but he said the first Adam became a living person. 
the second Adam a living spirit. A life-giving spirit. A life-giving spirit. And and so here's the deal. God is a spirit, and those that worship him, worship him how? In spirit, in spirit. and in truth. And in truth. And so it goes back to where God breathed life, and man became a living being, remember? Amen. So when, when Jesus did his redemption work on the cross, that was so powerful. He said the, the gospel is the power of God into salvation. Amen. Soundness of mind, peace, deliverance. Redemption. It was all inclusive. Amen. Let's look at, um, praise God. He's so good. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5, um, 21. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. And the word of God says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Isn't that so great? So Jesus was our substitute. He became our sin that we may be made right with God. And righteousness is in right moral standard, standing. So we can come boldly to our, his throne of grace. Amen. Uh, look at, if you will, please, uh, Brother Vernon, Romans 5, 12. Going to Romans 5, 12. And the word of God says, Therefore, just as through one man's sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. And then jump down, please, to uh, verses 17 through 19. It's interesting how the death entered through one mm. man. Amen. Uh, verse 17, For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. 18. Therefore, as though one man's offense judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through, the one, man, through one man's righteousness, righteous acts, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. And also 19. Yes, please. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Isn't that something? Amen. So that's that second Adam where Jesus was our, he came and he restored what was lost. So a lot of times when we get in Christ, we forget when God restores. It's just like if you restore an old vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. You put a new engine in there. But, but here's the interesting with God. He made us a whole new creation. He didn't renovate. He, he made us a whole new Change. creation. But it, it's better. It's, it's better, right? It's, it's not as it was. It's a better covenant. If you would look up uh, Romans 8.1. Two pages over. Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So look at there. No condemnation. Remember when Adam went into shame? But when you're in Christ, he has given us First John 1, 9, when we do miss it, that we mm -hmm. can come to him, confess our sins. He's just faithful to forgive us and get right back. Have that change of mind. Amen. Is that a God? Amen. Night. Okay, um, also, if you would look up Second uh, Corinthians 3.17. We're going on the... God is Everywhere. so good. Amazing. We are, because, you know, there's so much. This book is so rich, and it's alive. Second Corinthians again, I'm sorry. 3.17. 3.17. 
from the New King James Version. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Can you Hallelujah. read that again? Can you read that now again? Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Freedom. That Amen. I've never seen that verse. I've probably seen it, but it just hit me now. Where the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is... There is liberty. That means you don't have to. Which means he's he's always here. So I should always have liberty if I'm looking toward him. I mean, me personally, if I'm seeing this, what it's saying, I mean, the spirit is here. So I should feel free. Right. The spirit. Remember in the Old Testament where the spirit of the Lord came upon him. And when Jesus sent us to help her, mm-hmm. he said not the only in that day, the Holy Spirit, amen, amen, that he would not just dwell with us. He would be in us. So that's the difference when the Spirit of the Lord is in you. Amen. There's liberty. Amen. We're going to take this call. Thank you for calling in. You're on Save the Lost at All Cost. Hey, Sister Nina. Hey, Sister Sharon. How are you? Hi, Sister Hi, Nina. Nina. I've been listening. <laughs> Thank you. And it's a wonderful topic. It's a right now topic. And you guys are doing a wonderful job. The Holy Spirit is pleased. Uh, I'm pleased to be listening and be ministered to. But I've been listening to the listeners, and I appreciate their their comments and their concerns. But I want people to remember, and Brother Vernon, you seem to be doing an excellent job at reading, but I want us to go over to 1 Peter, and I want us to look at the second chapter, and especially verse 9. And it talks about that we are a chosen people. Amen. Amen. We are of a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Amen. That doesn't have anything to do with majority rules. It doesn't have anything to do with influence. Mm -hmm. One way or another, it has nothing to do with the gender. It has nothing to do with time or space. Amen. It has everything to do with God's plan and his perfect will. And that if we remember that we are holy because he is holy, those who believe in him, see, that's the qualifier. Amen. There are some people, uh, testimony is questionable because they show no allegiance to the Lord, but they want everything from the Lord. And we have forgotten our first love, many of us. And it begins at home. So before we want to comment on public, we need to make sure that our homes are reflective of who we say we believe in. Amen. And once we're able to do that and understand the importance of discipleship and submitting ourselves and really understanding what a holy people look like, and if you want to know what a holy people look like, just look at the holy God. Okay. Amen. So, yes, he is the chief cornerstone. As you talked about, he's our living stone. So we cannot be caught up in distractions. Minister of the Sharon, you were right on target with that. Thank you. Don't be distracted. As you said, God can use anybody, anytime, for anything. Amen. Amen. He's God. <laughs> so they're going to, this is a great time to minister. This is a great time to evangelize. There's a lot of confusion. But if we're at our post, we're discipling. We're following a holy God. We are remembering that we are ro- uh, royal priesthood, and we remember that we are chosen, and those who are coming to us, 
we'll be able to give them peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding because the peace resides in us. And we want to give it to you. We want you to have it. We want you to go to your home. As you say, this is not your home. Now, I don't tell people not to have an interest, but I want to spend more time on the things and the place where I'm going to spend my entire life. I can only speak for me. But. <laughs> I appreciate you call it in. It's so it's so real. It's so real because it's like you said, uh, we can get distracted and demonic distractions will destroy your destiny. We are yep. here on assignment. Right. We are here on assignment. Right. We have to and remember. You're right. You're so right. And you know what, sis? At the end of the day, we have to give an account. Okay. what we do or what we don't do. And I don't want to be standing before the Lord Jesus Christ telling him about a newsreel. I really, really don't. <laughs> or Facebook, uh, Facebook feed. <laughs> yeah, I, I, can, I can only speak for myself. I don't want to say that I was one of those five virgins who did not have my oil. Mm. And I was out reading a news feed trying to find the best bargain. <laughs> you know what? Well, or be influenced by it one way or another. I want to be one of those five virgins who understood that the, the, the groom was coming and that I was, you know, the bride and that I was already ready for my groom. You just spoke something right there because remember that the uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees did not recognize the Messiah. Even Jesus' own people thought he was the carpenter. And so it's it's interesting because we're living in a time right now that God wants us to be awakened. Spiritually, he says in Isaiah 60, uh, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is upon us and especially in this darkened time. So we have to remember who we are and what we hold forth. We are walking epistles to be read of all men, sure. of all sure. men. Amen. But those of us who are in the Lord and in Christ, this should not catch anybody off guard. Nobody should be, like, really... Uh, disturbed? Disturbed. <laughs> because I'm at my, I'm at my post. I'm Amen. On my, I'm on my post. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just, it, it does not matter. Whether it's dark or light. Right. Summer or fall. I mean, this time zone or that time zone, I have a post. I have, a, I have an assignment. It Amen. does not change. God does not change. Amen. So why should we change? We're, we're a manifestation of him. We have everything that we need. It's already in us. Yeah, yeah, right. Now, this is the time for you to decide who you're riding with. Now, this is the time to decide who you're going with. Amen. Now, this disturbs you. You're not ready for nothing else. Because this is nothing. To me, we have a great time to minister. We have a great time to tell people about the Lord. And I believe there's some thirsty, hungry people out there. And you know what? I want to give them that living water as it was given to me. And they would never thirst. Amen. So, you know, you can wear this slogan and this hat and this T-shirt and this color and you know, be about this. <laughs> I'm going to be about my father's business. <laughs> because I have to give an account to him. Amen. And I want all my blessings. I don't want to block my blessings. And I will not allow anyone to block them for me. And we talked about that when you ministered on what Eve's uh, response was to the Lord. You ministered on that and what Adam's response was. 
Well, those were examples to let us know that that is not the proper response. You mentioned something, too, in regards, Sister Nina, about the popularity. If you think about it, um, Jesus wasn't pop. I mean, he he was known, but he wasn't with popular opinion, you know. And even when some of the disciples left and he looked at the 12 and he said, are you going to leave, too? You know, so we have to be willing to bear our cross. We have to be willing to look for, for, for God to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, and not the applauses of man. You know, so, so my thing is, is that our treasures are stored up in heaven. Amen. That. So my thing is that the birds don't worry about what they eat and what they wear, neither do the flowers, and they don't have souls. So if they're not worried about it, God said, wouldn't I do more for my own children? So Daniel wasn't worried about it, and Daniel never left. Mm-mm. Daniel never came back. He was at his post, and I believe he led some people to Christ. And God, would Dan, would he tell Daniel, those that know their God should be strong and do exploits. So God so my, is moving. Amen. So my thing is, it's a time for him to test your authenticity. Amen. Are you, are you who you say you are in Christ? You'll know by the fruit. Amen. So Amen. if you are who you say you are in Christ, and you're a royal priesthood, and you're a chosen people, <laughs> and you're holy because your God is holy, Okay. You should be on fire. Okay. <laughs> you better say that. You should get some joy, too, right? It's your strength. You be on fire for the Lord. You ought to be Praise burning God. up. Amen. Burning up. You ought to be hot with it. <laughs> so, yes. We say catch a fire and watch it burn. <laughs> I'm passionate. Oh, you gonna have me run around in this radio station and you keep on. <laughs> I'm all the way lit. Praise God. <laughs> you know, that, that's who I am, and I don't have I a know. problem Amen. with it. Amen. And I love you both, and I'm sure that somebody else will want to call in, and I am enjoying the lesson, and I will see you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Love Bye. you. Take care. Praise God. Praise God, yes. Thank you. Let's look at um let's look at Luke. Uh let's look at John four twelve. John four twelve. We're still on our identity in Christ. And there's so much great stuff in here. I don't know how much we're gonna get through, but um praise okay. God. John four twelve, still out of the New King James Version. Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? I'm sorry, I said four twelve, I meant fourteen twelve. 1412. Yeah. Okay. No it's all good, though, right? Mm-hmm. 1412. And it's, I believe it's in red, and this is Jesus speaking. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Amen. He Amen. said greater works than these. So we know what Jesus did. He went about healing and delivering all who were oppressed of the devil. And as a body of Christ, we're supposed to be doing greater works Amen. collectively. Um, if you could look up Luke four eighteen, please. Luke four eighteen. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, 
to set at liberty those who are oppressed. So it's interesting, um, the first part of that says, Jesus, the Lord has anointed. The Lord has anointed. And, and there's scripture where the anointing destroys every yoke of bondage every yoke of bondage. And so that goes right along with um, Isaiah 61, where the spirit of the Lord God has anointed me to preach mm-hmm. the gospel, the good news, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, open the prison doors to those that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord God. And I do believe this is a year of God um, to comfort all who mourn, to give beauty for ashes, garment of praise for heaviness and to build the old places and repair the waste cities. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Amen. We don't just have the anointing and the spirit of God to live like natural men. We are to be living supernaturally. We are, be do- we are to be doing the work of God. Would you agree? Amen. Yes. It- it's knowing who you are. It's knowing who's in you and what he's given you. He said the same power. In fact, let's look at that. Let's look over at Ephesians 1.17. Ephesians one seventeen, And we'll be reading, uh, Brother Vernon, verses 17 through 22. Okay, Ephesians 1, starting at verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. Verse 20. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in in the heavenly places. Verse 21. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. 22. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. 23. Which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So is that something where God, the same power, first of all, God gave us wisdom and revelation knowledge. He gave us an inheritance as saints. And then the same power that raised Christ from the dead is dwelling in us, that same resurrected power. And then he, he set us far above all principality, power, dominion, and might and gave everything as, as head of what? Over the church. The church has power. The church has power. In fact, Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We have to remember who we are, whose we are, and what we came to do, as Sister Nina pointed out, our assignment. We are not to be disturbed and distracted. Amen. Would you agree? Amen, yes. So this is a great time. It's a time where it's like, where when does light have significance unless it's exposed to darkness? If you go outside right now, or say it's 12 o'clock noon, and you have a flashlight, it doesn't have much significance. <laughs> you go out there at midnight, you're going to be wanting that flashlight, Amen. right? Yes. So, so this is our time. This is our season. God has called us for such a time as this. Um, if you would read Matthew 16, verses 13 through 19, please. Matthew chapter 16, starting at verse 13. 
When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Verse 14, So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. 15, He said to them, But who do you say that I am? 16, Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. 17, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Verse 18, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. 19, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So he gave them authority. He gave us authority. He gave us keys to bind. So right now, this is a time where he said we we can cast out devils and demons. We can bind up principalities and powers. We can pull down strongholds and imaginations. We have to know who we are, whose we are, and what we have in us. We have authority. Amen. That is that is who we're called. We're we when Jesus came, He redeemed us back to the beginning. Remember when you read in the ben, beginning where we were made in God's image, and and He gave us dominion, dominion. So, what you're in essence saying, most of us have been distracted. I mean, if we have all this, how come we're not recognizing this? What what are we distracted by? Well, Satan is the god of this world and and he said in the scripture says that he has blinded their minds so they have eyes but they don't see ears but they don't hear and then also if you remember where jesus said there, there's the four types of ground and so it depends on what's the ground of your heart you know if the the word is seed and the word goes into the heart and you can have the cares of this world that would choke out the word of god mm-hmm. but that word when it takes root it's going to bear some fruit. Amen. And he says the he and his word are one. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So we have to know who we are and we have to know that the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than any double-edged sword to dividing of soul and spirit, meaning what you feel and, and what's real. Because what you feel, that, that's your soul, mind, will, and emotions. But what's real is your spirit. And so we have a responsibility to get into the word, as Sister Nina pointed out, to disciple, to be discipled and to and and disciple. Because, again, ignorance is not what I say. Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is expensive (laughs) and it could cost you. It's costing people. Like you said, well, if we have all this, why are we the, the church? Jesus wasn't some fat cherub on a cloud. Okay, he walked in power and authority. In fact, when he spoke, they said, no man has ever spoken like this before. Like the dead rose, the sick was healed. The, he cast out devils and demons. Even the, the Pharisees, he said, no man takes my life, I lay it down. But something else when you ask that question, it, he also said that the traditions of man made the word of God of no effect. So we have to sanctify the word of God as holy. We have to sanctify the Lord as holy. Mm-hmm. We have to sanctify the Lord as final authority. Mm-hmm. I know you might have a doctor's report. I know your bank account might have a zero balance. I know your body might be acting funny in your family. But 
what does the report of the Lord say? We believe the report of the Lord. Amen. And, and we have to stand on that word. We have to stand on it. And we're the believers. He's the performer. He's the performer. There's no pressure on us to perform anything just to believe that he can and Amen. he will. He will. And, and that's it. That's our job. Amen. We're not to get caught up. If you're, you know, as we get ready to to wind it up here, you know, um, I I just got this word in my heart for God's people. Everything is going to be okay. Look up uh, 2 Timothy two one seven because we we have we've got the spirit that is trying to choke out our faith, but we are to rise and shine in this time. And, and let the glory of the Lord rise upon us. Second Timothy. Second Timothy one seven. One seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Of power. That's the power that raised Christ from the dead. That's his power. Of love. He said, love covers a multitude of sin. Perfect love casteth out fear. And a sound mind. Amen. That we have the mind of Christ, meaning we don't get disturbed in these earthly things. And then if you could look up Second uh, Chronicles 7.14, please. We must take our rightful place in God. We must keep our mind on things above and realize this earth is not our home. We're, we're citizens of the kingdom of God. Amen. And we have a blessed assurance that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And what's that address again? That is Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen. Seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name will be humble, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and will and will forgive their sin and heal their land. If my people. If his people read that one more time, that's pretty powerful. That's second Chronicles chapter seven, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. So that's our responsibility as born again believers, as his people. First of all, we have to humble ourselves and pray. Yes. Okay. That that is our position. Are we interceding? Are we in in the in in our prayer closet? So before we're going to wrap it up here, but I today's topic was our identity in Christ. Here are some things that we are in Christ. We are redeemed. We are disciples of Jesus. We are His handiwork created unto God and for good works. His handmaiden, His men servants, His children of God, sons of the Most High God, His servants, vessels of instruments of His glory, His ambassadors, which mean we represent Him in the earth, His body to do greater works, uh, carriers of His divine nature, light bearers, light of the world, salt of the earth, His prophets, which mean we are His spokesmen, ministers of reconciliation. We've been given the ministry of reconciliation as we've been also reconciled unto him. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are his witnesses. We are new creations in Christ Jesus, partakers of the inheritance of the saints. Jesus died to reconcile us to God and the power of God. The gospel is the power of God. Mm-hmm. God takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Yes, he does. If it looks like you were going to do it on your own, you would need God. So we just need to remember he is sovereign. He Mm -hmm. is God. 
Amen. And he's God all by himself. Amen. Would you like to uh, share anything? Uh, when you said that part about he takes the foolish things of the world, and I've looked at my life, I said, I've sure been acting foolish, but I'm glad God is is changing me. He's changing me. Amen. And and it's an, and it's good that to have you on the show because uh, the knowledge you have, as well as I say this about Sister Nina, I need to get more into the Word because the knowledge is like instantaneous. I mean, to know the Scripture. I but I want to make sure I know it from my heart. Amen. I, I can memorize, but I want to know it from my heart. Amen. I want God. I want the Word to live in me. And there's a and there's a lot. That I've accepted about myself, and but I know God's there. He's always been there, and I'm still here. Amen. I wake up and I'm more glad, and I say, "Okay, what am I going to do now?" I may be, I know how I am. <laughs> I know how I am, but I'm like, I'm still here. Just work with me. You're a walking testimony. Jesus said, "We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony." Mm-hmm. Everybody has a story. Just allow your story to give God glory. My hope is, if you've been listening to this broadcast and you have not yet invited Jesus Christ into your heart, that the word says, "Whoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved." If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And you really mean it and it's from the heart. I believe that you are saved. I believe that you are a citizen of heaven. And I believe that you have an inheritance in Christ. And those who are listening that are believers, my hope is that we grow up in Christ. We come to the knowledge of who we are, whose we are, and what we're here to do. We must be about our Father's business. Be blessed. Thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to minister to you today. And I just love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you've been listening to Save the Lost at All Costs. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. All donations.
wishes made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.